Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey there, Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast listeners. There are tons of VPN providers out there. You've probably heard of a few of them, and some of you may have even used a VPN before. But I like to do research on my sponsors, and I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. Here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your data. Lots of really cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to ad companies. ExpressVPN developed a technology called Trusted Server that makes it impossible for their service to log any of your info. Second is speed. I've tried lots of VPNs in the past. Many slow your connection down or make your device sluggish. I've been using ExpressVPN for the past three months, and my internet speeds are blazing fast. Even when I connect to servers thousands of miles away, I can still stream HD-quality videos with zero lag. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart from other VPNs is how easy it is to use. Unlike other VPNs, you do not have to input or program anything. You just fire up the app and click one button to connect. It's so easy, even your grandparents could do it. Full disclosure, I don't think my grandmother can do it. She can barely use the contacts function on her cell phone. Anyways, so protect yourself with the VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash hoopball today, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Visit expressvpn.com slash hoopball to learn more. Now, on with the show. The following is a hoopball presentation. Ah, yes. Welcome into the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast, Hoop Ball fans. The first half of the NBA schedule is out. That is why we are coming to you on a Friday afternoon, giving you a little bit of a schedule breakdown in regards to what is happening with your Chicago Bulls. First off, I have to say, I actually like the fact that the NBA is deciding to do this in parts because I think that it gives us a little bit more perspective on exactly what is going on in the NBA scheduling office, building in contingencies for COVID-19. And I'll say this, after a first glance at the schedule, it's a lot different than you probably would have expected. And you're going to have a couple of scenarios where you are playing home and homes, or rather modified home and homes. You're playing back-to-back games in one location against the same team. And I actually like that because what it does is, number one, it minimizes travel. Number two, it minimizes variables for COVID-19 so that if you know that one player is going to be out, you know exactly who your opponent is, how you can contact trace them, so on and so forth. Also, you're not going to really have that many back-to-backs. If you have back-to-backs, they're going to be very short road trip back-to-backs and not doing a back-to-back where you're going from Indianapolis to Boston or something like that. 
So here's the first half of the schedule, and I'm going to give you the preseason schedule first. There are four scheduled preseason games for your Chicago Bulls, and here's what they are. The Houston Rockets will come to town on Friday, December 11th, one week from today. They will play a 7 p.m. game, and then they will go to Houston. Pardon me. They will stay at home and play the Rockets again on Sunday, December 13th. Two off days, then road games at Oklahoma City on the 16th and the 18th. Then they will be off entirely until the home opener, the season opener, on December 23rd against the Atlanta Hawks at 7 p.m. Central Time. Christmas Eve, Christmas Day off. Then they will host the Indiana Pacers on Saturday, December 26th. Then they will have a home game against the Golden State Warriors, who are going to be on the road for their first two games in Brooklyn on the 22nd of December to open the season, and then on Christmas Day in Milwaukee, squaring up with the Bucks at Fiserv Forum. So that is your first part of the home schedule. And I'm going to go through and give a couple of projections, wins or losses, and Look, I think that it is a fool's errand to try and do this in a way to where you're going to say, all right, this is going to be a win, this is going to be a loss. And I think that if you try and do something like that, you're fooling yourself, you're fooling pretty much everybody around you because nobody knows what's going to happen from night to night in the NBA. We don't. The NBA is an unpredictable league. And remember last year, we all thought that the Bulls were going to have an easy start to the season, and this was going to be a schedule where you could cakewalk through the first two weeks, put yourself in an above 500 record, and try to go for that eight seed with a record that would be around 500. That's not going to happen this year. You have to take every opportunity as one where you have to play your best basketball every single night. And I think that the Bulls organization, whether it be Arturis Karnaschewicz, Mark Eversley, Billy Donovan, or the rest of this team, understands that. So I'm going to go over every month of the schedule and then give my predictions month by month. So you only have five games in December. The two games that we did not talk to you about already are road games on the 29th and the 31st against the Wizards, who now have Russell Westbrook as their starting point guard instead of John Wall. So a backcourt of Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, uh, hello, that is going to be a big improvement. So here is my prediction. They are going to win against the Atlanta Hawks on opening night. I think the Hawks are doing a lot in free agency, but it's going to take a while for that group to gel. So I'm going to give the Bulls a 1-0 record at this point. They're going to lose at home to the Indiana Pacers because I do believe that Indiana, even with a new coaching staff, is still a better team than the Chicago Bulls. You're at 1-1 at this point. They're going to come back the next night. They're going to beat the Golden State Warriors. I think that the Warriors are still not back to where they were. The Warriors, look, Klay Thompson being out for the year I think is big. I think that there are a lot of people that don't exactly know what they're going to do in regards to projecting the Warriors. So I'm going to give the Bulls the win in that category because it is going to take a while for them to get used to playing with Kelly Oubre instead of Klay Thompson and for the rest of that bench and James Wiseman, for that matter, to gel with Steph and Draymond. They'll split the road series at Washington. Whether they win the first or win the second doesn't matter, but after five games, I have the Bulls at 3-2. and two. Let's go to January. 
January 1st, you are in Milwaukee squaring up with the Bucks. That is going to be a loss. Then, two days later, they come home, they face the Dallas Mavericks. That is also going to be a loss. I just think the Mavericks are that much better of a team. Then you'll go on the road. Two days later, you'll square up with the Portland Trailblazers. And then the next night, the Sacramento Kings, that's the 5th and the 6th. They will lose the Blazers game. They will beat the Kings. Then you go down to L.A. on January 8th. You square up with the Lakers. And then two days later, you stay in the same building and you end up with the Clippers. They're going to lose to the Lakers. I think that they will beat the Clippers. I don't know what to expect out of the L.A. Clippers at this point. They are one of the most dramatic teams out there. I think the Lakers are the best team in the NBA right now. No disrespect to the Milwaukee Bucks. But I think the L.A. Lakers, having re-signed Anthony Davis to the max extension and adding Montrez Harrell, the Lakers are a much better team, really, in terms of depth than they were last year. So they'll beat the Clippers. So right now we have the Bulls at 2-4 and four in the month of January. They come home two nights later. They play the Boston Celtics. I am going to say that they lose this game. I don't think it really matters that much that Gordon Hayward left. For the life of me, I don't understand why people think that Gordon Hayward is an elite-level player. He's not. He's a really one-dimensional player that people overvalue because they feel like what Gordon Hayward represents is an elite shooter and an elite scorer, which he is not. He was not the best player on that team when they had Kyrie Irving. He was not the best player on that team last year, whether it be Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or, for that matter, Kemba Walker ahead of him. And that's Kemba Walker, not at peak Kemba Walker. So I still think that the Bulls are going to lose that game, but it's going to be close. Then they go to Oklahoma City on the 15th. They will win that matchup. OKC is in complete rebuilding mode. They have the potential to be the worst team in the NBA. Sorry to the former Billy Donovans versus the current Billy Donovans. Then they'll go to Dallas on a Sunday afternoon. Martin Luther King Day, I believe that game is. Sunday, January 17th, or at least the Martin Luther King Day weekend. They will get the loss in that game. I don't trust the Bulls to beat the Dallas Mavericks at this point. They'll come home the next night and they'll play the Houston Rockets. I don't know what to make of the Houston Rockets at this point. James Harden didn't show up at the training camp opener because he was in Atlanta celebrating a rapper's birthday party in which he gave this rapper, who I believe her name is Lil Baby, I don't really care what her name is, but he gave her a purse with $100,000 of cash in it. James Harden's priorities are in the complete wrong place. He turned down a $50 million a year extension from the Rockets. He wanted to be traded. The Rockets didn't trade him because they didn't like the package that they put together with Brooklyn. They were able to trade away Russell Westbrook because I'm sure that the Wizards were dying to get rid of John Wall in that he's played like 32 games in the last two seasons. James Harden's head is not in the right place. The Rockets are clearly not in the right place organizationally. I am going to give the Bulls the win over the Rockets in that game. Next stop, Charlotte to score up with the Hornets and LaMelo Ball. I'm going to give the Bulls the win in that game because I don't know what to expect out of Charlotte at this point. They'll come home the next night and they'll play the L.A. Lakers. That's going to be a loss. The Bulls cannot compete with the Lakers. 
Then they'll also face Boston again at home two days later. I think Boston gets their revenge. The Bulls will take the loss in that ballgame. Then they go to Memphis on the 27th of January. Memphis is pretty solid. I'm going to give the Grizzlies the win in that ballgame. Then the Bulls will come home and face the Portland Trailblazers. I think the Bulls will snap what will, I expect, to be a three-game losing streak at the time. So let's give them the win. So in December, the Bulls went 3-2 and two per our predictions. In January, per my tallies, the Bulls will go 6-9, and nine, which puts their season total at that point at 9-11. and 11. Not bad, not great. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will hear about the rest of the schedule that was released earlier today. You're listening to the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoop Ball Network. All right, friends, it's Hoop Ball promo time. This is a huge, huge week for everyone at Hoop Ball because all of our 2020-2021 NBA season products are finally for sale. Stick with us here because there's a lot to go over, but we almost never push our Hoop Ball products, and this is the window during the year where we need to power the engine. Here's what's out. The Draft Guide. This is our flagship, our shining beacon, the most comprehensive draft guide in fantasy. Our guys went 400 players deep again this year. A future access pass to the Brewski 150 is also out. If you don't know the Brewski 150, you need to know now. It's the fantasy draft list that has beaten every other list for 10 straight years. And new for this year, Hoopball is unveiling our monthly membership plans. I'll try to keep this part as short as I can. We have the Fantasy Pass, which includes the Draft Guide, the Brewski 150, the also-new DFS Pass, and all of our in-season premium tools. The DFS Pass is also available on its own, if that's your thing. We have the new Wager Pass for sports bettors who want picks and analysis, and we have the Hoop Ball 360. That sucker has all the stuff above, plus even earlier access to the Brewski 150. Head to hoop-ball.com or follow at hoopballfantasy on Twitter now. Now to learn more and to get yours. Welcome back into the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast here on the Hoopball Network. Appreciate everybody tuning into this episode here on a Friday afternoon. Let's now talk about February. So through December and January, we've got the Bulls at 3-2 and two in December, 6-9 and nine in January, which leaves them at 9-11 and 11 overall. So now, February 1, they play at home, and then two days later, also at home against the New York Knicks. That is a pair of wins in the win column. Yes, I know, Tom Thibodeau, improved coaching staff, blah, blah, blah. They're still the Knicks. Back-to-back road games in Orlando on the 5th and the 6th of February. I'm going to give the Bulls one win over the Magic and one loss to the Magic, so they're 3-1 and one currently in February. Then they come home and they play the Wizards. The Wizards are going to be better, so I'm going to give the Bulls the loss there. The Pelicans then come to town. I'm going to say that the Bulls will lose to the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are going to be a much improved team. Clippers come to town. I don't buy the Clippers at this point anymore. I think that there is something fractured there. So I'm going to give the win to the Bulls there, which would give the Bulls two wins over the LA Clippers in the 2020-21 season. Two days later, on February 15th, they go to Indianapolis to square up with the Pacers. They're going to take the loss there and go to 4-4 in February. Then on to Charlotte. 
I give them the win there. Then two days later, they're in Philadelphia. I think that they beat the Sixers. I don't know what to think of the Sixers at this point. They hired a good general manager in Daryl Morey. Elton Brand is still there. Doc Rivers is the coach. I don't know what to think about that squad at this point. Is Ben Simmons going to be healthy? Is Joel Embiid going to be healthy? What is their depth going to look like? So I definitely am going to give the Bulls the benefit of my doubt there and have that be a victory for Chicago. Then Sacramento comes to town. Normally I would give this win to the Bulls, but it's a back-to-back coming home, so it's going to be a loss for Chicago. Then two days later they go back to Houston. They will lose in Houston two days after that. On February 24th, they come home against Minnesota. That's a tally in the win column for them. Then home against Phoenix two days after that. i probably say that's a loss. Then they will go to, I don't know, because they're scheduled to play the Toronto Raptors, but currently the Toronto Raptors are not allowed in Canada, which means that the Raptors are going to be playing in Tampa Bay, Florida. So let's assume that they're going to Tampa Bay. I don't think it matters. The Raptors are a better team. I'm putting a loss for the Bulls. So after February, the Bulls will have gone 7-8 and eight in the month of February, which puts their overall record at 16-19. and 19. Are you happy with 16-19? and 19? Are you expecting more than 16-19? and 19? My expectations are not going to be that high for this season, and if yours are higher then I hope that you are taking the optimism pill. And I'm not taking the pessimism pill here at all, really. Let's just be clear about that. I'm not trying to be a pessimist when I make these projections. The thing that I want to stress here to all Bulls fans is this. You have done almost nothing in the free agent market. And by the way, we're going to go over a couple of other things before we wrap up the show. You haven't done much in free agency. You brought back Noah Vonley, which is going to be a two-way contract. I didn't do an episode on the Noah Vonley signing because that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of it all. You have to take this season for what it is, a developmental season and a season to see what you have on all sides of the basketball. I know I somewhat described that as if I was talking about football, but you get the idea of what I'm trying to say. All right. There's only two games that have been scheduled so far in March. They will host the Denver Nuggets, and they will then be at the New Orleans Pelicans on the 1st and the 3rd of March. I'm going to say that they lose both of those games. So basically, the first half of the NBA regular season, which is a grand total of 37 games, the Bulls will be at 16-21, and 21, which, by the way, leaves a lot more Eastern Conference matchups left. You've played a lot of the Western Conference at this point. You've played the Lakers twice already. You've played the Clippers twice already. You've only played the Bucks once. That's the one thing that's a little bit concerning if you're looking about where you can find some wins. You're also very much looking at a significant amount of games against the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Nowhere on the schedule did they play the Miami Heat. They played the Toronto Raptors once. They've played Boston twice. Let me go back and double-check that just to make sure. Yes, they've played Boston on this schedule twice, both times at home, so they're still going to have to go to TD Garden. 
There's a lot that can change between now and opening night and between now and any one of these games. You're not going into a bubble. You are going to have COVID postponements. But it is, number one, good to have a schedule just to know exactly what the Bulls are going to be doing when it comes to the first two months of the season. We'll pay attention to the preseason games. I think it's valid to pay attention to the preseason games. But I also think it's really important to not get that far ahead of ourselves when we're talking about this. Look, I did the schedule projection because every dweeb and their PDF schedule in front of them is going to run through. Hey, buddy, are we going to have a win here? Are we going to have a loss here? What are we going to be doing here? I don't think that it is valid to have accurate schedule projections for an NBA season. You can do that in the NFL. You can do that in college football. You can't do that in the NBA. You certainly can't do that in Major League Baseball, whether you're playing 162 games or, heck, even 60 games like you had this past baseball season. It does nobody any good. I think that there's a lot that we still have to learn about the Chicago Bulls. And what we learn this season is going to tell us more about what to expect going into next season. This year is about developing and understanding what you have and what type of system you're going to run with this personnel. What parts of this roster are going to be parts of the team that ends up winning in the playoffs? I didn't say winning championships because I don't want to jump that shark just yet. But if we know after this season what players are going to fit into what Billy Donovan wants to do, what players Arturis Karnishevis and Mark Eversley feel like are long-term fits for this organization, that's the value that this season provides. Because what value has any part of Bulls basketball given us over the past three years? Almost none. Since this rebuild started, it's been an accumulation of assets, but those assets have not been tapped into to the fullest of their potential. Call a spade a spade and understand, and I know I've repeated that point many times on this show, call it for what it is and then move forward knowing that everybody's going to be getting a trial run going into this year. Everybody has an opportunity to make a case for why they should, or in a negative connotation, should not be a part of the Chicago Bulls organization moving forward. The one final thing that I wanted to touch on before we sign off here on the Hoopball Chicago Bulls podcast is this. The NBA said that they are going to expand the active roster night limit from 13 players to 15 players. Two of the players on your 15-man roster cannot be active on certain nights in the NBA. They only allow you to have 13 active players. To have 15 active players means that you may see a lot more two-way play at the end of games. You could see a lot of Adam Makoka. You could see a lot more of Devon Dodson. You could see a significant amount of Noel Vonley if it called for that. This rule was put in so that teams could go to extra guys if they had injury issues or COVID issues. I think more the second one than the first one. But this is great for the Bulls because it allows them to see what they have and play guys that they normally would not play. See what you can do developmentally with those two extra players that wouldn't be on the roster otherwise. Throw anything and everything at the wall and see what sticks. 
I personally love it, and I hope that the Bulls take advantage of it to the fullest extent of what it is, which is an opportunity to develop more guys. One more thing I want to touch on. The G League is going to be going into a bubble. Certain teams have to pay a buy-in fee in order for their affiliates to go into the bubble. Whether or not the Windy City Bulls are going to do this is going to be up to the front office of the Chicago Bulls to see whether or not it is worth having a G League team this season playing against other guys. The Bulls may very well end up needing some of those guys, but then again, I don't necessarily know if having a full G League roster is going to do you much good at the big league level this year. All that I hope for is that the Bulls are able to develop most of their roster and see what they have moving forward. And if they need to go down to the G League to get somebody, then they can maybe buy somebody off of somebody else's roster. That's what I hope for, and that is where we will end it here on the Hoop Ball Chicago Bulls podcast. Thanks for listening here on a Friday afternoon. Have a great rest of your day, and as always, Go Bulls! This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.